Hi, how are you? It's Aubrey from Be The Evidence Podcast. Susan Grace and I are so excited that you are here. You're joining in these conversations. We love having them and hearing from you. And Be The Evidence, you learn about consciousness, about astrology, about wellness practices, and we love doing it. So a couple of new things that are applicable for the month of April. We are doing dual readings where you can book Susan and I at the same time. And it's this beautiful blend of absolute magic. And it's magic from astrology charts and then information from your guides and downloaded messages and images and tarot draws that are really pertinent to where you are in your specific needs right now. If you're interested in having a dual reading with us, please go to the show notes or go ahead and email us at betheevidencepodcast at gmail.com. The show notes do contain all of the information though as well, along with additional links that you can check us out from. Another thing that we have just launched, which we are so stinking stoked about, is in bonus interviews. So these bonus interviews are with change makers. They are with intuitives. They are with people that are inspirational, that are walking, talking examples of what be the evidence truly means. And they are standing up for the world that they want to see in so many different ways. And it's really empowering and impactful to give them a listen. So if you're curious about these bonus episodes of the interview series, you can not only find it within the podcast. If you go back to episodes, you'll see bonus and it will be a podcast uh, interview, but you can also visually see us. We are on YouTube and Venmo and that's at Be The Evidence. So that's another way to access us. Beyond that, Susan and I have created the thriving and super supportive community of Be The Evidence Live. This community is amazing. It is filled with up-to-date, real-time astrological text messages to keep you aware of the energies as they shift, which is badass. Then you also get live calls, and if you can't make the live calls, you get recorded access to them. There, You get access to all of our goodies ahead of everybody else. You also can get presence practices and guided meditations that can help keep you centered. There is a private group that takes place that's full of really supportive people that are also walking this path of consciousness and becoming the evidence of the life that they would like to see in the world. So there's lots of ways that you can plug in and connect with Susan and I. No matter which way you reach out to us, know that we are deeply, deeply grateful for you. We're deeply grateful for the time that you are taking to listen into these conversations. We are deeply grateful for the way that you show up in the world. We are really grateful for the ways that you acknowledge your humanness and how you are willing to expand. Thank you. And now, without further ado, here's the podcast. Well, welcome. April 9th. Here we are. New week. New week. New day. New breath. New conversation. 
Yeah. I, I was thinking about that today whenever I was walking back from taking Sam to school about thinking about every single breath. Mm -hmm. like, um, I've been having a, a, an issue with faith last couple of days. And so um, to talk myself back from that, to walk myself back from it, I was walking and going, all right, well, let's switch to gratitude. I'm like, all right, gratitude for what? And then it's like, well, you're breathing, aren't you? Being grateful of every breath, every sunrise, mm -hmm. every new day where you can shift and pivot. Yeah, it's those momentary wins that are, I think, incredibly important. Especially when, I mean, when the doubts are high, when the emotions are high, when there's uh, loneliness, when there's questioning, why are we here? What is the purpose of any of this? Is it ever really going to work out in my favor or anybody else's seemingly favor that, like, I would, that is, stands on the side of consciousness? Those are humongous questions to grapple with, and I, you can easily get lost in them. And I think that piece about that momentary, like, okay, right now I do have this breath. Right now I can feel the, I can feel the wind on my skin. I can hear the birds chirping. Like that's what I have in this moment. <clears throat> that the pileup of Pluto and Saturn at the South Node in Capricorn. It's, it's starting to get into a cardinal T-square with the sun in Aries and obviously opposing North Node in Cancer. That pileup in Capricorn, I've been saying for a while that the, the, the people or institutions or ideas or whatever that have been in control for a long time that are beginning to collapse and fall down, they're going to flail on the way down, mm -hmm. right? And in, in, in a bigger sense, in a broader sense, they're going to try and make us afraid and fight each other. But I'm noticing that there's a, a real active pull for that to happen internally too. Like we, we can't make things stay together. Mm -hmm. Things are falling all over the place. The, the, the very foundations of we know, what we know to be true are collapsing. You can flail within that and go, well, then what the fuck, why even try? Nothing is permanent. Everything is falling. Oh my God. To not flail in those moments. Oh, that's so rough though. I mean, that requires true presence and consciousness, right? Because I mean, it's a hell of a lot easier to choose the flailing, the reactivity, the, the pushing it away. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Whatever that is. I don't want to do that. I don't want to participate in it. No, make it go away. Make it stop. Change it than to take a deep breath and be like, all right, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. It's falling away and I'm going to choose like faith in that I'm still here. Faith that I am still breathing. Faith that there could be something that works out on the other end. And that my only job is to give myself more space in the experience that I'm having. Right, because you're not in control. I, I kind of have, I have a little bit of anxiety about that. Like watching things fall down where I personally had the opinion that they shouldn't have to fall down. Those are good people. God. But how do you make sense of things that are falling down when you were like, well, that shouldn't fall down. 
-hmm. I can understand these other things. They look like they definitely should go. But that, oh my God, you don't have any control. There's no control. Mm -mm. I was talking with a, a fellow practitioner friend of mine and um, he was pretty insistent that there is a rhyme and reason to all of it. Mm. It's just our limited perception that makes us not be able to see it. I, I mean, I'm a fixed sign, so I, I can hear that intellectually, but emotionally, I'm like, oh, not having any control at all. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. I want to say it's scary, but I'm like, does it have to be? Can we learn how to be okay within it? I think you have to go to the North Node in Cancer, in the highest octave of Cancer, being kind to one another, being kind to yourself, giving yourself comfort, coming back home to yourself. Mm -hmm. not, not having everything resting on the, the, the permanence of things that are not permanent. I think it's um, a practice and being and humility and humbling and leaning into being humbled and recognizing that one, we're not in control. Two, of like, how do you lean into your humility of like, the only constant is that there is no constant, that things are always changing and they're not going to be, I mean, it's just such an interesting place to sit and be like, well, from my perspective, that shouldn't be taking place. So from that, my perspective, that person should still be here. From my perspective, this relationship should not have ended. And to choose to take care of yourself so much in that processing of it, right? Like when the reaction is, that doesn't make sense to me and I'm hurt. I feel sad about that and to take that sadness or that hurt or that anxiety or that anger and really unpack it and self-care it. And like, I mean, just like a child, right? I hear that you're really hurt. And I know that like what you're, no, you're used to doing is reacting to it or pushing it away or falling down with it. And there's an option and an opportunity to do something differently. It's hard. It is so hard. It's so hard because it takes a true leap. Yeah. It takes a leap. Um, Jupiter is going to start retrograding uh, on Wednesday. And it's squaring into Mercury trying to get out of uh, Pisces, which is taking forever. But that, that's starting to look like a question of faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a real serious question of faith because Mercury's retrograde cycle where Chiron has had been spending so much time for, for a long time, a question of faith. And uh, Jupiter's nearly at the galactic center. I think to, when you're having a question of faith, at least what that looks like to me is leaning into unlimited possibility and that hope is always alive and you have to lean into it hard, real hard. It's so hard to lean into unlimited possibility when you're going, why the fuck am I here? What is the purpose of any of this? Like any of it. You, I don't care what you pick. The food industry, politics, friend, losing friends, my relationships ending, right? Like whatever, your financial situation, 
going to work in a corporation. Like when you pull any of those pieces and you go, what the fuck is the purpose to this? Why are we here participating in this? And then to pull so hard into, I have to take care of myself and have faith. There's possibilities beyond this. Oh, that is hard and rough work and trying. Well, side note, I feel better that it's not just me. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> like, we, we can all be in here together. Here, right? <laughs> Maybe this is why it'd be the evidence.live exists right here is because all of the most of the people in the group are going, oh, this is rough, right? Because it is. Yeah, I mean, we. Like, that's, yeah. Try, that's trying work. When I, I've had this conversation, I think you and I've had this conversation before, like when I began, like that pivotal moment in your life where you're like, okay, and now I'm going to choose consciousness. Now I'm going to choose growth, right? Like now I've exhausted all my other options and I have to choose something completely different. When you start on that path, you realize how unrelenting it is and how exhausting it can be because there's such emotional shit that just comes up all the time that you have to be present with or you don't have to be but it presents itself and if you're committed to the, that path then like it presents itself for you to work through and to honor and this is like the the cherry on the cake to me of like how do you find presence and self-care and cultivate faith when you're also equally sitting with the footing of like yeah you know what i don't know if there's a purpose to all this I really don't know if there's actual meaning behind it. Let's try. Well, the, the, the thing that I eventually come back to is astrology. Right. The planets end up doing what they're going to do no matter what. They're a lot bigger than us. Mm -hmm. One person versus a planet. <clears throat> and sometimes what they're going to do is tear shit down. But in my experience, it always puts you back where you're supposed to be. It, it takes you down where you're not supposed to be anymore. And it sets you down where you are supposed to be every time. And every time personally, because I'm hardheaded, every time I try to fight against the energies, they're like, really, you're going to make this difficult again. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right. But there's, again, they're a lot bigger than me. They always win. Mm -hmm. And so if they are always going to win and, they, and the planets have consciousness within them, which is my opinion, then maybe we just write it out. Maybe we write, go, all right, I, I don't know what you all are doing. So have at it. And I'm, I guess I'm just going to have to adapt along the way and we'll see where this ends up. Yeah. Can you I, do that? I think, uh, I feel, I personally feel that I'm being forced to, right? And like, it's, I, uh, it's the, it's the forcing of, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. And I sure as shit don't know what the hell is taking place. I, I don't, I, I, beyond today, I have no idea what's happening in the world and in my life, none. So what I can do right now is 
drink my water. I can have conversations that are good. I can sit out when the rain comes through. I can go on a walk. I can walk my dog. I can make good food. I can light myself a candle. I can buy myself a bouquet. I can take a bath. Those are the things that I do have control over. I can make sure I play with my son and laugh. Like when I am in this place of like, I guess you're going to have to show me and I guess I'm going to have to choose patience, which is definitely not my strong suit whatsoever. As an Aries, not at all. At all. Like definitely <laughs> not on the top of my strengths list at all. I have to focus then on what do I have control over? What can I actually choose to participate in while I'm equally giving up this control? I kind of wonder if our need for control is a symptom of taking life for granted. Meaning, there are things happening around you right now that are happening on purpose. And are you like, let's just get on with this shit. I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, well, hang on a second. This is here for a reason. I think it's so funny. So, I, you know, I, I, my schoolwork, live and breathe, um, my schoolwork. I was just reading about the need for control and how... Um, from a research standpoint, they think that it's tied with self-efficacy, believing that you have the ability to change things in your life. So we attempt control from what the research is saying is that we attempt to have control over things to build up our own personal confidence of, hey, I can um, change my career. I can change my finances. I could have a better job. I can get out of uh, the projects and live in a house, right? Like, and we use that, the self-efficacy of like, oh, I can change my weight to give us confidence, but it's all based upon this ability to control. And I, uh, that ability to control something outside of ourselves, I think really in a lot of ways stems from not having a relationship where we feel like we can trust life, where we feel like life ultimately has our back and we can trust how it's going to deliver we have like this opinion of, oh, I have to take the reins on life, therefore I can control it, therefore I can have a better, a better skill set of changing my outcomes. Right, so if, if, if it's you as an individual and life meet in the middle, you have absolutely confidence and you're into the deal. I'm going to do my part right. and put in full effort and I have no trust on life's end. <laughs> like, not real fair no it's not fair no and i think it goes back to that point you made about like the planets having consciousness and sometimes it's like i see that tower card right in the tarot deck and i was reading something about this this weekend that you know a lot of times and, and this is just it's hard it's rough a lot of times big things get taken down to their knees to be cleared out because there's something else that's ready to come in but that does not discount the pain that arises in watching something crumble it doesn't discount like the emotions that arise and trying to make sense of why are things ending when i don't understand why they're ending i'm having a hard time right now <clears throat> watching good people go down or lose things or suffer or face heartache mm -hmm. happening to good people I mean, 
you know, my deal is always like, you trust the planets and life's meeting you halfway and what's meant for you is unstoppable. And I, and I do, I do think, I mean, I'm, I, I stand by it, but what do you do when bad things happen to good people? That's where I get stuffed at too. Cause I'm like, I side on the side of optimism. My nature in general is to be very optimistic and very hopeful about what is transpiring in life. Even when there are tsunamis, even when there's forest fires, even when there's people that do not need to be leaving this planet that are leaving this planet, right? Like I always stand on the side that there's got to be hope. Like there's a purpose for it. But how do you choose positivity and optimism in that when you're also struggling with like, yeah, but I don't know, from my vantage point, it doesn't seem like there's actually a, a point to it. Like, it doesn't seem like there's actually like a reason for it. Like, mm -hmm. how do you choose posit positivity and hope then when you feel hopeless? <clears throat> And, and but personally, that I can fall into fear very easily. If, if someone who ha has done nothing wrong and is very good, purely good, gets taken down, from a distance, you can go, it was his time to leave, to transition, he had a contract, it's part of his karma, whatever. Right. I don't want anybody saying that to my son if I were to suddenly get taken out. Right. It was for a reason. It was her contract. Don't say that to him. He's mm -hmm. devastated. You know what I'm saying? Like the randomness of it freaks me out. You can just, something could randomly happen to you. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't approve of this. Nobody passed this one by my desk. I did not sign off on it at all. No, because I, I think you can easily get into a head trip of it, right? And I do the same thing. I get into the anxiety of it or the fear. And then I can tell you, just like vulnerably, if I go into the anxiety and the fear, I'm going to have a hell of a time coming out of it. Like it, it latches onto me and I am stuck there for quite some time until I can pull myself out. And like I hear a bird chirp. I hear my son laugh. Like it takes an actual thing to pull me out of those depths of being fearful and anxious and really believing that the shadows have in fact emerged and are coming to get all of us. <laughs> you can tell in that, that one sentence that you have strong Scorpio placements. <laughs> right. The shadows have emerged and they're coming to get all of us. Yep. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> so, so speaking of what right. goes on in the head, right. um, moon's going to click into Gemini within, um, by the time this goes up, okay. Yep. It's going to start crossing Mars and it's going to climb up to Gemini and go into a mutable T-square with Mercury at Neptune plus Venus and opposing Jupiter and Sagittarius. Everyone needs to be careful about their mental state, but especially if you've got placements in, um, in the mutable signs where the moon's going to trigger it. But even if you don't, Mars, Mars and Gemini can make your head get really aggressive 
and when it's aspecting into in harsh aspects to a question of faith and not knowing about possibility, just be careful. Be careful. Just like what you described, be careful about falling down the rabbit hole and, and lean into presence, the presence of beauty around you. Mm-hmm. Because worry is not going to get you anywhere. No. I mean, we, we don't want to act like it's not happening. Right. It's the opposite of going, oh, I'm doing it. I'm getting too far in my head. Let's go do something. Let's go for a walk. Let's make dinner. Something. Yeah, it's the activity. Sometimes I think when my anxiety gets really bad and my worry gets really bad, the best thing I can do is just write it out. Like literally write it out because then it's like I can vomit it out onto paper and I'm no longer mentally containing it, which is really important for how I operate. But then also like the importance of walking, even if you're walking back and forth in your apartment, like pacing, right? Like going outside and going on a run, like anything where you can, I think, shift your perspective and have to force on, force yourself into looking at something that is outside of what's happening in the inner mind. Yeah, I agree with that, especially since um, we're in airy season. There's a lot of, um, and, and Mars rules Aries, so we're both in those, both, both of those areas. Um, <clears throat> let me back up. Chiron and Sun are both in Aries. That's an unusual um, Aries season for you guys because you're evaluating the blows that you've taken. Yep. And then moon crossing Mars, Mars rules Aries and Gemini can make the head get caught up in that too. I agree with you. I think that if you'll move the body, move the body as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not an active person, I mean, w- notice your long walk through the grocery store, okay? Just be very present in the body. And personally, since I was, I was born with um, Mercury retrograde in Scorpio first house, my head can go into a pretty hard tailspin sometimes. I've learned to talk to it. I've learned to, to acknowledge it and say, you're doing an excellent job and trying to figure everything out. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. However, you're wearing me out. You need to go take a nap <laughs> and tell it to shh, quiet down. It's too much, too much. It's quieting it down. And then I keep seeing like the practice of Buto. Do you know what Buto is? Mm-hmm. It's a, a Japanese dance art form. It reminds me of like physically embodying a sloth because everything is like very fluid, but also slow, right? Like you, ha- the whole practice is how do I move my body, but with with the mo- utmost attention, presence, and energy through that movement. And even if it's just picking up my finger, right? It's like, if you're walking in the grocery store and that's all the exercise you have, then can you inhabit like that Bhutto energy of like, okay, I'm going to physically embody this while also telling my mind right now, I'm engaged in an artistic practice of it fully experiencing my physical form. Beautiful. It's a beautiful dance to watch. It sounds like Tai Chi. It is. It's very similar to Tai Chi, um, but with a lot more, a larger range of motions and movement. Mm. Yeah. How do you know about that? Uh, I was a dancer and um, one of the performances I went to, we, it was like um, a study thing 
like a practicing thing. So I was there taking notes on a performance and it was a buto performance. And it was the first time I had ever been around the practice. And it was like an hour and a half of, I mean, the people maybe moved five feet in the whole entire performance, right? And an hour and a half of just like this couple engaging in the most deliberate interaction I feel like I've ever seen within a dance form. But it required such presence because even like the smile on their face, there was such presence to even create that smile. Okay. It's beautiful. Maybe there's something to that. Mm -hmm. That it's, <clears throat> it's in art forms, it's in poetry, it's in music, it's in the perfect beauty within nature, mm -hmm. it's in wind. Maybe we go to those places during this time when we really don't have control and structures are falling and there's a lot of concern. Maybe there's a lot, but again, I keep going back to, are we taking life for granted? Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a whole lot of beauty around us and we're ignoring it. 